on this Sunday of the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity, we pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God didn't send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever doesn't believe has already been condemned, because he hasn't believed in the name of the only Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, we celebrate the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. Last Sunday, the Feast of Pentecost, we celebrated that the Holy Spirit is present in history, gives life to the Church and, its, and is its soul, gives life to you and me, and maintains us eager to love and listen. And the first great festivity after Pentecost is the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity as if to crown, so to say, everything we have, been, we have been celebrating, what we believe and pray throughout this liturgical year that is repeated every year in the Church, and help us to refresh and revive the mysteries of our faith. God, then, is not a petitioned God, so to speak, with different hard disks. Although we only understand his mystery little by little, we know that God isn't a part of this here or a part of that there. Every time we talk about God, we should keep this in mind, that he is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Every time we talk about God, we should ask ourselves, what I said about God, is it God or something about God, or what I think about God? He isn't part Father, part Son, and every now and then something of the Spirit. Even if we later celebrate the festivity for Jesus and one for the Spirit to help us understand better, this should not divert us from the essence, from what Jesus came to show us and teach us. That's why this solemnity is so important. Our faith is a whole, an organic whole, a living organism, where everything has to do with everything. And by drifting away from one thing, by denying one, we unintentionally affect the other. It's it inevitably leads us to stray from the other, from the truth. That is why Christians are tr Trinitarian. We don't believe in Jesus alone, not in Jesus alone, nor in the Father alone, nor the Spirit alone. I have my doubts about those spiritualities in the Church that affirm only one thing, only the Spirit, only Jesus, only the Father, or sometimes not even the Father, or only Mary. Such a way of seeing the Trinity must raise doubts. We belong to all and all are one. That's why this festivity is for, so that we don't forget the greatest mysteries of our faith which we wouldn't know if Jesus hadn't taught it to us, 
and that is why it's no longer an inaccessible mystery, but has become closer to us. Although we can never fully understand it, we can approach it and allow ourselves to be conquered by it. In fact, the mystery means just that. It has become accessible, but at the same time it always remains somehow distant. We cannot tie it to our own way, tailor it to our own needs. Today's Glimpses of the Gospel says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. It's so great to think about a God who loves the world so much, who loves you and me and everything he created. He loves us so much that he didn't want to stay locked up. He didn't want to stay there, barracked forever. He wanted to come out and find us. He wanted to open his heart to us so that we could marvel at his great mystery and fall in love with his love. What is the mystery? What is a mystery? I return to the above. For our faith, to speak of mystery is not to speak of secretive things that no one can know, things that are inaccessible, hidden, esoteric, reserved for a few, for the enlightened, for those who think a lot. No, quite the opposite. That God is the mystery means that he revealed himself, that he showed himself. It means that the inaccessible became accessible, and therefore we can know him. The veil has been lifted, and now we can see him. To say that God is a mystery means that we can know him. Did you know that? I don't think so. Think about that. Obviously, we never get to say everything. We can never say that we know God perfectly. Never, because God is still God. But we can say something. What is this mystery that has been revealed to us? That God is Father. A Father who sent his Son into the world. A Father who created everything by his word, by the Son. The Son did everything for the Father. He gave his life for us, obeying the Father and returned to the Father to be seated at the right hand. And the Father, together with the Son, sent us the Holy Spirit through the Son to sanctify us, to lead us to the truth that will set us free. The Trinity is a communion of love. The Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, love one another and are, and are loved. They can't live without one another, and they exist in and through one another. One God, the Trinity, is one but not alone. God is triune, three persons in eternal relationship, but one God. Very nice, but what does this have to do with my life, you may be asking yourself. What has this strange and sometimes difficult to explain thing to do with my life? The Gospel says, So that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. Whoever trusts in this, whoever believes that this, is, that this is what God is like, that God's God and not what we wish him to be, has life, a different life, eternal life. We must contemplate, rather than seek to understand, the wonder of a God who doesn't leave us alone and who wants us to know him, to be able to live like him and to love like him. 
who were created in his own image and likeness, in the image and likeness of the Son. We are called to be like him, doing the will of the Father, moved by the Spirit. That's what must gradually take place in our lives. We must learn to love and to be loved. We must try to divinize ourselves, not to be people who think they are gods, but to be children who learn from the humility of their father. We must love as much as allow ourselves to be loved. We can't live without loving and without being loved. The Trinity, the Trinity teaches us and wants us to participate in this love. How do we live that out? Firstly, by believing and trusting that this is who God is. God is not whatever I imagine him to be, but as he revealed himself to be. The first step is to accept the love of this loving God, to let oneself be loved and not to speak of God as we please, but as he teaches us. A God who loves the world so much that he sends his son to save it and not to condemn it. What else can we do? Worship our Trinity, recognize the triune God and the greatest thing in our life. Worship him with our own lives, with our thoughts and desires, wanting what he wants, to love and to be loved. God is not a solitary being, neither should we be so. God not only wants to be loved, but he loves. That is the best way to worship him. Also, with our daily prayer, with every heartfelt religious gesture we make, and above all, with our deepest worship in spirit and in truth. Today, let's make the sign of the cross with great awareness, realizing that this simple gesture identifies us for what we are, believers in a God who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit, and that his glory is that we share in his divinity. May we have a good day and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.